0: Do you want to know how to completely destroy any chance you have at success in business or life in general? Well, in today's episode, you're going to learn from the former master. I'm going to say former because I used to be the master of self-sabotage, not the master of life and business, but it switched. And it switched pretty simply Over eight years of learning a lot of different practices and things to put into place and in this episode I'm going to share with you how to avoid sabotaging our own success by sharing my framework for ensuring commitments are honored all the way through to the very end and I give you six clear steps and areas to create containers that basically guarantee your success plus I share some pretty funny stories and I think I might even share some of those sabotage moments but either way Let's get into the episode. I'll see you in. Welcome or welcome back to the Mind of George podcast. My job here is to help heart-centered marketers and entrepreneurs ethically scale their businesses by deepening your relationships with your customers, your employees, and yourselves. I'm a little bit crazy and I'm super stoked to have you, but if you haven't joined my crazy family yet, just go to mindedgeorge.com and remember that relationships will always beat algorithms. Now, couple housekeeping notes here in the intro. Please remember to subscribe, leave a review. Even if you tell me that I belong in a mental institute and I'm just a little bit crazy, but I'm here to support you, I'm okay with that as well. Otherwise, keep listening because we have some gold for you today. So today's episode is going to be fun because I'm going to whip out all the skeletons in my closet today. And today is about committing to your practices. And if you heard in the intro, uh, We're going to talk about how to not completely destroy any chance you have at success in business or life in general uh, because I've probably made all of these mistakes. I uh, am not going to say I am a master self-sabotager because I don't want to own that because what we speak becomes true. I am amazing. I am productive. I am loving. I am happy. I am all those things. And in the past, I have had moments where I have severely committed self-sabotage in business, in life, in relationships, and everywhere else. And I've spent a lot of time, money, energy doing the work, discovering what was under it, where it came from. And then I spent a lot of time doing the work to understand how to mitigate it from happening, even if I don't recognize that it's coming by doing certain things in my life that don't allow it to happen. And that's what I'm going to cover today, right? So When we think about this, like none of us want to sabotage. Nobody, like, and I mean, I am going to say this. Nobody wants to sabotage your life. On the outside, if we look out into the world, if we look at some entrepreneurs, we look at some people, we look at addictions, we look at choices, we could believe it to be true that people want to sabotage. But the truth is, is that they don't. They want to feel something or eliminate a feeling of something. And most of the time, self-sabotage comes from unexpressed or unfelt emotions. And when I mean that, and when I say that, I mean that because, uh, you know, we're all grown up in our life, right? We have parents, we have life, we have church, we have school, we have socioeconomics, we have all these different things that influence the way in which we see the world. And when we're zero to seven, we form our paradigm. And our paradigm is our belief system of the world. And these are the things that run with us and that stay with us for our life. And then for the rest of our life, we spend all of our time and energy learning that story and learning what our triggers are, learning what's there, and then working on it and solving it from the inside out so that we can have what we want. And culturally... There's a whole lot of like not really support of like winning all the time or growing or happiness. And it's like this negative shit cloud. And so a lot of us want to grow and then we're surrounded by negative energy or people that perpetuate the cycle. And so like there's this whole big mix here, right? And so at the end of the day, like I believe you. And everybody in my life that I know and every person I ever meet wants something great. They want success. They want happiness. They want joy. They want whatever it is that they want. And it's easy to look on the outside and be like, oh, they're sabotaging it. Oh, they quit. Or, oh, they went back to that. But the truth is, is that that's the best they can do in that moment And that's okay. That's a part of their journey, right? But in that moment, there's ways that we can support empathetically, compassionately. And there's also ways in which they can put containers on their life or certain things into practice that will allow them to see that and to choose that distinction and to do things differently. And so it's a really important topic. And this could be a 25-hour episode, and I'm not going to get into personal development, all these pieces. But really, where I see this rampant is I see this rampant in business. I see this rampant in business, and that is a product of it being rampant in life, right? Bad habits in life, distractions, lack of focus, which then carries over into business, missed opportunities, focused on the wrong things, diminishing returns, and all these different areas that don't support us. And I've been through almost all of them. I mean, I've lost lots and lots of money. I've lost businesses. I've lost friends. I've also made money and made friends and launched businesses. And then I've ridden this roller coaster. It actually felt like, for me, it felt like I was riding a roller coaster for eight years, and um, no, nine years, nine years. And it was like I'm up, I'm up. Everything's great. Best year of business. The next year, down, 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 up, 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 down, 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 up, 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 down, 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 down. And I kind of became addicted to the cycle. And the reason was is because the cycle gave me something to focus on it was energy right and it was like oh let me prove it look oh it's hard again let me prove I can make it let me prove I can make it I was making things difficult and now I think I've had this breakthrough and growth maybe in the last year and now um, we're not at up 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 we're climbing up but we're climbing up higher than we've ever climbed and there's no there's no come down on this one things are different Things are very, very different. Things are predictable. Things are easy. Things are simple. Things are clear. And uh, there's no emotions involved in it. And that's a good thing uh, because I'm not making emotionally rash decisions or being reactive to what's happening because I've put some tools in practice or tools in place to carry a foundation of practices that I do daily and weekly and monthly and yearly that guarantee my success and don't allow the train to come off the tracks and don't allow for the car to swerve into a different lane and they keep it on the path. And that path is the path to success. And, you know, I've said it for years and sometimes I feel like a hypocrite and I'm like, Rome wasn't built overnight. Rome wasn't built overnight, but yet I sit here and I cry at my computer because I get frustrated that the result didn't come immediately or that I poured my heart and soul into it and it didn't work or, it kind of worked. And then the results weren't there. And, you know, I I wear my heart on everything I do. I love what I do. And I realized that because of my lack of containers and the right system and support around me is I was reacting to a temporary feeling instead of the fact that it was a milestone towards building my room. And I was giving it too much weight and too much effort And too much energy and then i was creating more of the same and i quite frankly couldn't do it anymore i was losing my marriage i was losing my kids i was losing myself my joy my happiness and everything that i have in this fleeting life in this short short life and i was creating containers of the wrong reasons or for the wrong things that had me walking around afraid and sad and scared and miserable And thinking that I had to work and I couldn't have free time and I had to constantly be doing something because my measuring stick was broken. And so for me, what I focus on every day now is daily progress and knowing that there is no finish line. There is no finish line. Like this is not a race with an end. This is an unlimited race. This is a race till infinity. You are going to race. Your race until the end of your life and I'm going to race mine to the end of my life. And we're going to hit milestones. We're going to maybe set our best mile record where we're maybe going to get stronger. Maybe we're going to, you know, find a new path. But no matter what, we're always going to keep running or walking or riding or whatever it is, flying, whatever your modality is for your life and the practice in which you're going or the direction in which you're going. And it's important to remember that that's all it is. It's a game. It's a game every day. And it's a game that has to be played. And in any game, there's no way to play a perfect game over and over and over. It's impossible. You can't play a perfect game of chess a chess, hundred times in a row. You can't play a perfect game of football a hundred times in a row. You can't play a, run a perfect race a hundred times in a row. Because first, you know, perfection is all in the eyes of our perception, right? Like how we measure ourselves. But then also is that we as human beings are learning creatures and we learn every single day. And part of learning is having things that don't work, having things that aren't ideal, having things that, you know, fail quite frankly, or smack on the face or get us punched in the gut, you know, metaphorically is what it feels like, right? And it's in those opportunities and how we look at those opportunities that we find a path forward. We look at it, what worked, what didn't work, what can I do differently? And the moment we look at what didn't work and what can I do differently, we put it into practice, we're back to running the perfect game. Because the perfect game is awareness. The perfect game is awareness and then intentional choice to continually make ourselves better. And so I wanna share with you the practices that I use, my friends use, my coaches use, and, and, a, and a mixture of all the wisest people in my life, myself included, that have given me the most success on how to set up our life to win. And this is my framework for ensuring my commitments are honored all the way through the end. And so I'm going to be sharing with you six steps, okay? So six steps. If you're watching me on video, I put 10 fingers up, but I meant six, okay? So the first one, step one, is you need to set yourself up for success. And I know that sounds crazy, right? Like, of course I have to set myself up for success, blah, 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 blah. But the truth is, is that most of us don't do it, right? And what do I mean by set yourself up for success? You have to optimize your environment to support your goals, okay? You have to have a clean workspace. You have to strategically place affirmations in your day. You have to schedule break time on your calendar. You have to do a lot of different things that keep you in a moment and environment. If you are in your workspace or in your life... And you are constantly in this state of, oh, I have to get this done or I I'm I'm not gonna get this done or oh I gotta clean the office or I gotta get laundry or I gotta do blah blah blah. I gotta do blah blah blah. You aren't fully in your work and you can't be. And you can't create fully fledged results with part-time effort. And so you have to optimize your entire environment to support your goals. And some of the things that I talk about and some of the lessons that I've ever learned. Um, like house cleaning, for example, right? For me, uh, when I clean my house, it takes me like six hours to clean it top and bottom, right? And then when I hired a house cleaner who charges us $100 a week, it takes her three hours, but it buys back six to seven hours of my time to focus on tasks that I want to do. Meal prepping. I've hired uh, local kids in the neighborhood to come over and I've gone to the grocery store and bought all the ingredients like, hey, cook this, cook this, cook this and separate it into these containers for like 30, 40 bucks. And then I have seven days of meals done for 40 bucks and I don't have to cook. And I just bought myself back four hours of time every three or four days, right? And so for me, when I think about setting yourself up for success, step number one of that is optimizing your environment to support your goals. Now, I don't know what those are, but let's say you have fitness goals and you want to do 100 squats a day. Well, in your office, you better have a squat spot. And every time you stand up from your chair, you're not allowed to go to the bathroom until so you do 10 squats. That would set you up for success. So the level in which you take that is up to you, but you have to design your space intentionally, accidental designs do not work. You have to design it intentionally for a reason, knowing where you want to go so you can get there, okay? Step number two of setting yourself up for success is reducing uncertainty. So this is where you start to pre-plan. You have to know what you're going to wear. You have to have your go-to breakfast or lunch delivered each day. Don't overwhelm yourself with decisions, right? You should do a lot of the thinking the night before, and this is one of the ways that you prep your day. If you know in the morning your calls start at 9 a.m. and there's all these things that you have to get done, well, do some stuff the night before to get it done. Lay out your outfits, pack your lunch, pack your bag, clean your office, set up your desk, write out what you're going to record, plan your workout so you actually do it. Like, you have to reduce uncertainty. Any ambiguity or uncertainty will cause anxiety and a lack of focus, okay? The next step of setting yourself up for success you have to create routines. And I covered this in a lot of detail in episode 45, but you have to create routines because you need consistency for that momentum. And so you your routine could be, I get up at 7 a.m. and I spend 15 minutes in silence. I get up at 7.30 a.m. and I go for a 15-minute walk. But what you have to do is you have to set non-negotiables, right? Non-negotiables. It's not, oh, if I feel like it or... If the weather's nice or if the kids do or don't do this, it's a non-negotiable. You have to set up a routine that's a non-negotiable, and that means it's non-negotiable. Just like it's a non-negotiable, you have to eat every day. Well, technically, you could fast, but you have to eat to survive. Technically, it's non-negotiable that you have to go to the bathroom. You can try to hold it all day, but you're going to get a UTI, and you're not going to like how your bladder feels, and you're going to end up hurt. And it doesn't work, right? There's things that are non-negotiables. Well, in your life, your routines for your success are non-negotiables. And you have to see them that way. And you have to see them that way. So that's about about setting yourself up to to succeed is by having non-negotiables, okay? And then the last part of setting yourself up for success that's important for me is having a process for completing projects. Having a process for completing projects. Because all of us, I know all of us. I'll just speak for all of us we all probably have at least a hundred things on our to-do list, right? And what we'll do is we'll look at it, we'll pick one or two, and then we'll look at it, we'll pick another one, we jump, we don't prioritize, or we think that we're going to get all of them done in one day. And the truth is we're not. But we have to have a process for completing projects. And so I cover that in detail in episode 44 on outcome-based process management, things like that, which are really, really easy. So step number one for creating containers or practices that support you is setting yourself up for success. And so what you want to do is you want to optimize your environment to support your goals, reduce uncertainty, create routines, and have a process for completing projects. And that's all encompassing for setting yourself up for success. Now, step number two is the next step, which is creating an accountability circle. And when I mean an accountability circle is you want to have a group of three to five trustworthy friends who hold you to your highest power and won't put up with your bullshit excuses, who see you for who you are and hold you there and don't accept excuses, don't accept backdoors, don't accept mediocrity. They love you and they support you, but they give you the truth. And that also means making sure that your group of three to five friends doesn't support your mediocrity. Like, hey man, I know I was gonna get that to you today, but I was just kind of tired, I'll do it tomorrow. And they're like, oh, it's fine no, it's not fine. You broke your word. You gave me your agreement. You had that integrity with me. You had that commitment. And then you allowed something that should have been a non-negotiable to become negotiable. And it trickles through every area in your life. And so in your accountability circle, you need to have a group of three to five trustworthy friends who hold you to your highest power and won't put up with your bullshit excuses. Now, I live in this world of digital marketing, and if you look online or you ask us, we can all say that we have 500 friends, 600 friends, 750 friends. We go to conferences, we go on podcasts, we hear each other, we know each other, right? We know the version of each other that is seen online, but if you are not texting them every day or calling them or having syncs with them and getting into the deep stuff of like what you're afraid of and what gets in your way and crying and laughing and all of those things, then... Those are amazing people. They're acquaintances. They're friends. They're not life friends. They're not like soul partners, soul brothers and sisters, like that deep level of friends because friends love us and hold us to our power. And so make sure you are focusing on the relationships that are going to create the results that you want, that are going to push you in the direction that you want to go, and that are going to support you in getting there. And even if you lose the path and you get tired and you want to quit... They never let you stop walking. They maybe just put your arms around their shoulders and help you step a little longer. Or you're too tired to open your eyes and so they walk in front of you guiding you. Those are the people that you want in your life. And so you wanna keep them close And create a predictable routine to check in for accountability. I do this with some of my friends. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to check you in the morning, text you in the morning to tell you what I'm committed to that day. Or I'm going to text you at the end of the day to tell you how I'm going to feel. And I have this with three friends in my life, uh, all that are my accountability partners. And we do it with each other to hold each other accountable. And yes, there are times I don't want to text. There are times I don't want to share how I feel. And it's in that moment that I realize that that container I made is what's going to support my growth. Because as soon as I express that emotion or that fear or that ambiguity or uncertainty, I get it out and I find a path forward. And I don't marinate on it and I don't let it poison me from the inside out. So step number two is creating an accountability circle. So step number one, set yourself up for success. Step number two, create an accountability circle. Have a group of three to five trustworthy friends who hold you to our power, support you, keep them close, create a predictable routine to check in for accountability. Step number three, you have to put yourself out there. You have to put yourself out there. And so here's what I mean by this. If you have a goal and if you have a vision and the only person who knows about it is you, you don't have a chance to succeed. So when you get clear on my vision, your goal, whether it's I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to build an email list of a thousand people, I want to launch a new product, the moment that you have that clarity You need to go post it on social media. Go tell your family and friends. Let the world know what you're up to. Be loud and proud about it. And now you can't close that door and run away. And here's the thing. A lot of us won't post about it because we want it to be perfect and we want to show what it looks like. It never happens. Post it and get going and get to work. You have to put it out there. You have to speak it into the world for it to be true. You have to own it tenaciously because nobody's going to own it for you. And the moment you take it out of your head and you put it into the world, it gets real and you go into overdrive. And you have to honor that and you have to honor yourself. So, number three is you have to put yourself out there. And that doesn't mean just with your three to fried friends, like publicly. Call your family. Call somebody in your life where you're like, they don't get what I do and they don't understand it and I don't feel like they support me. Tell them, anyways. Post on social media if it scares the crap out of you and like, I don't want anybody to know, post it. Watch. It's freeing. That's the definition of freedom, is standing in your power, standing in your truth and owning it. And listen, you might say, I want to build a rocket ship to get to Mars. And you might build a rocket ship and you might only hit the moon and you might hit the atmosphere. And guess what? You might never even get it off the ground, but you still made progress. Elon Musk said this, um, He said this, and I'm going to summarize briefly because I don't remember the exact quote. And he said, um, basically, he likes to accomplish or convince himself and work towards accomplishing a 10-year vision in six months. And the worst that happens is that he's further along than ever and doesn't make it. But that's better than believing that it's going to take 10 years to get there. And that, you have to have that aggression. You have to have that clarity. You have to have that drive, right? And I think about it. I'm like, yeah, if I have a goal that's 10 years and I give myself six months to do it, I'm going to push and I'm going to learn fast. I'm going to iterate fast and I might make it, I might not. But I can guarantee you that I am further along than anyone else in the world who's working on it on a 10 year timeline and what I accomplished for six months. And there's no way to lose that game. So, step number three is put yourself out there. When you have those goals, that vision, that drive, what you want to do, post it, post it frequently. Let the world hold you accountable because that's going to be your path to get there. Okay. So remember step number one is set yourself up for success. Step number two, create an accountability circle. Step number three, put yourself out there. And then step number four is think who, not how. Think who, not how. Prime example, Steve Jobs didn't build iPhones. And Richard Branson doesn't code websites as far as I know, but they have the vision and they find the people who could do those things and support them getting there. So find experts that you can enroll in on your project. Don't think you need to do everything yourself. And I fell into this trap for eight years of like, oh, I have to do it myself. I have to learn it. I have to learn it. I have to learn it. I have to do it. I can't afford it. They can't do it. The truth is, oh. I just yawned at myself because I believed that for eight years. That was good. Boring story there because I don't believe it anymore. The truth is it slows down progress. There's a reason that people are experts. And there's a reason that people are generalists. And that's okay. And you need to find the people that have the ability to get you there and figure out how to enroll them. And bring them in on your team. Bring them in on your life. Bring them in on your vision. You can enroll people in your personal life like I talked about. Like land, like yard work and house cleaning and laundry and meal prep, I'm not the best at those things. They take a lot of time and they don't support me getting to my vision. And so I enroll others into that vision, which allows me to accomplish all of those things, reduce stress and uncertainty, and then focus on what's going to move the needle in my life. And so you need to think about the who, not the how. When you have the why and the who, the how figures itself out, right? The how is never the path because the how is transactional, right? It's like a checklist. It's a strategy. But that also completes itself and you need another how and another how because it's a little too shallow. It needs to be deeper in the vision. So find the who. So think the who, not the how. You want strategists, specialists, and implementers. Find the people, create authentic connections, invest in that relationship, and enroll them in on your vision. The right people will find ways to contribute or support. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. So think through the lens of thinking who and not how. Okay, So, so far what we have for committing to your practices, step number one, set yourself up for success. Step number two, create an accountability circle. Step number three, put yourself out there. Step number four, think who, not how. And step number five, schedule regular check-ins. Schedule weekly check-in meetings and monthly reflections with everybody in your life that matters. The who's, the accountability circles with yourself, reflection time, thinking time. You need to schedule weekly check-in meetings and monthly reflections. Ask yourself, am I focusing on the true needle movers? Am I driving this project forward? Is this a distraction? Is it aligned with my long-term goals? Could I be doing it differently? Could I enroll somebody else in on this project? Am I overcomplicating it? etc.? cetera. Here's the guaranteed about life and business is that what got you here isn't going to get you there. It's going to change every day. And I know that there were times in my career, in my journey, where I was like, oh, I just want this to be predictable. I just want this to be, I just want it to be the same. I just want to be the same. But the truth is, is I really don't. I really don't. That's just stagnation. We, I sit here and I'm like, I want to build the biggest business in the world and I want to help a billion people, right? I want to help a million entrepreneurs better their life and business and have financial freedom through their jobs and business and what they create, loving their customers, doing all those things, right? Well, if all I do is sit here every day and just record a podcast and don't disseminate it or change the structure of it or do a live video every day and don't try to change anything different or just do a post every day or do the same things every day, I'm never going to get there. Iterations and reinvention are the path to growth and success. We're entrepreneurs. Being an entrepreneur means that we committed to uncertainty. We love uncertainty and we love solving it. It gives us something to focus on and a challenge to solve. And when you can fall in love with the fact that it's going to be different every day, foundationally, you're going to have principles that remain every day, like your daily practice, this entire podcast episode, that's going to remain the same. But then what happens inside of that is where we make adjustments. It's just where we make adjustments. Like you might be going outside in the snow and bundle up because it's 35 degrees in snow. And you're like, oh, I'm going to bundle up, I'm going to bundle up because I'm going to be cold. And you might get out there and be like, oh, it's sunny, I'm sweating. Well, you're not going to wear your jacket and sweat. You're just going to take your jacket off and adjust so that you're comfortable, right? That's how it gets to be. And so you need to schedule regular check-ins with the people in your life, your accountability groups, and yourself for all of these reflections so you can make sure that you are focusing on the right things for the right reasons that are going to get you to where you want to go. So scheduling regular check-ins, and I'm going to repeat these questions again. And these are just some of them. I have thousands that I ask myself. I ask my team. I have all of this. I actually had a dream last night about our business. And this is what I love about this. I had a dream about our business, and I realized that there's some things that I want to share with the world that don't do well on video and don't do well on podcasts, but they need to be written. And I was like, I really need to spend some time and create pillar content on the website. Like these, these go-tos of like email marketing one-on-one or how to do this one-on-one and it needs to be in written word. And I was like, okay, I'll add it to my list and I'll sync with the team. And this morning without saying anything, Tyler sent me a message and said, Hey man, I'm actually going to read it to you right now. Hold on. Uh, he says, uh, Hey, I'm writing a blog post and we're optimizing all the blog posts on our website. They're going to look so much better and optimize the rank on Google. And I said, oh my God, man, I had a dream about that last night. He said, very timely. It's been on my mind for a while, but now feeling like I have the space to do this for real. And I love that. I had a dream about it. He felt it and has been working on it. We both agree that it's something we need to work on. And that's an adjustment that we're making in this moment. So schedule these regular check-ins so that you can be driving with your team and, and on the same frequency, thinking the same, aligned to the same vision. So we're all solving the same things at once and we're doing it as creatively as possible. So number five is schedule a regular check-ins. And then my favorite one and probably the most underutilized probably the most neglected is step number six, celebrate your wins publicly, do it, feel good about yourself and celebrate all wins big and small. I don't know why, but I just see this culture where people are afraid to celebrate their victories. People are afraid to post their victories. They're afraid other people are going to bring them down. I don't give a shit. I really, really don't. It's not for them. It's for you, but celebrate them. Own it, own it, post it. Every one of them, Post that you won today because you went on a 10-minute walk. Post that you won today because you recorded a podcast. Post that you won because you made a million dollars. But post it. Be proud about it. You've worked to get there. And every single win is progress and momentum. I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. (gasps) tight. Every single win, you've earned it. And it doesn't matter how big or how small it is. It's relative. You've earned it. You need to celebrate it, which stamps it in. Yes, this worked. Yes, I rewarded myself. Yes, I should do this again. Go, 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 go. Celebrate it. Share it with pride. Proudly. Loving all that you've done to get there, no matter how big or small. Because that's going to help you and it's also going to help the people that follow you, the people in your life. And yeah, there's going to be haters. There's been haters since the dawn of time. So what? so what? They don't really hate you. (laughs) They hate the fact that you did it and they haven't. Because if somebody hated you, they wouldn't follow you. They wouldn't read your posts. What they're looking for is an invitation to expose their insecurities and hoping that somebody will meet them with love so that they have a chance to break through and they don't get matched with more hate, which trains them to continue to do it. But that's a whole different podcast. Okay. So step number six is celebrate your wins. Okay. So I'm going to wrap up by going over the six steps again for committing to your practices and setting yourself up to win okay step number one set yourself up for success optimize your environment to support your goals reduce uncertainty create routines and have a process for completing projects step number two create an accountability circle have a group of three to five trustworthy friends who hold you to your highest power and won't put up with your bs excuses keep them close and create a predictable routine to check in for accountability step number three Put yourself out there. Post it on social media. Tell your family and friends. Let the world know what you're up to. Be loud about it. And now you can't not do it. I wrote the F word in there, but I didn't feel like dropping the F word in that moment. Think who and not how, right? So find experts you can enroll in on your project. Don't think you need to do everything yourself. You want strategists, specialists, and implementers. Find the people, create authentic connections, and invest in that relationship and enroll them on your vision. The right people will find ways to contribute or support. Step number five schedule regular check ins, schedule weekly check in meetings and monthly reflections ask yourself, am I focusing on the true needle movers? Am I driving this project forward? Is it a distraction? Is it aligned with my goals? Could I be doing it differently? Could I enroll somebody in this project? Am I overcomplicating it? And then step number six is celebrate your wins. Do it, feel good about it, be loud and proud and celebrate all wins, big or small. And so speaking of celebrating wins, I'm going to celebrate a win because one week from today on July 15th, I think, we'll be publishing our 50th episode of this podcast. And listen, I wanted to do this podcast for nine years and I kept getting in my way and kept getting in my way. And so we finally decided to do it and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I actually am really proud of the fact that we have our 50th episode going up because I never thought I would actually do it. And the truth was, is that I kept it in my mind and I never told the right people. And to give you an example of putting yourself out there, when Tyler joined my team uh, and we came up here, I looked at my wife and Tyler and I said, I really want to launch a podcast. And they said, by when? And I was like, oh, I don't know. No, no, pick a date. By when? I'm like, no, no, no. And because I told them, they helped hold me accountable and we got the show up in two weeks. And I mean it. It's in this lesson that I just shared with you. So... On that episode, uh, we're going to be bringing on about five business owners from our community. And we're going to be doing open discussions and Business Hot Seats. So I'm super excited for you to hear it because I'm going to be breaking down like real-world solutions to how to solve problems and what to do. It's going to be absolute gold. I already know. I'm amped up. And so make sure you're looking out for that episode. It'll be published on July 15th. So it's episode 50. And here's what I want you to do. Here's my call to action for you today. If you would like a chance to come on the show, this one with me and share your superpowers, do a hot seat consultation on the show, have me interview you, answer your questions, you know, answer your business stuff, anything there, I'm going to periodically be inviting members from our Facebook group, our Relationships Beat Algorithms Facebook group onto the show. So if you ever want to connect with me online, my Facebook group is the best place to do it. So to join... Just go to mindofgeorge.com and you'll find it linked on the homepage, of course, with all of other stuff. But make sure you're in our Facebook group because that's where we're going to post this information. That's where we source it. That's where we connect with you. And that's where we sync with you. And I'm excited to have you on the show. So to wrap up, to wrap up, to wrap up, I'm going to end this episode because I'm going to commit to my practice because I have a 15-minute meditation right now before my next call. So have an absolute beautiful day. I love you all to pieces. And yes, I mean this. As you put this into practice, post about it tag me, tag me, tag me on Facebook, tag me on Instagram. I want to see it. When you put yourself out there, tag me. When you tell people about your goals, tag me. When you have clarity, tag me, send me a message. Like I love it. It makes me happy. And I read all of them and I do read all of them and I respond to all of them and it's a little overwhelming, but I'm going to keep doing it. We'll find a way to make sure we get to all of you but please keep doing it. I want to see it. I want to support you. I'm in your corner and at minimum post it in our Facebook group. So everybody in there can be your accountability as well. And so that's what I want you to do. Have a beautiful day. Remember that relationships always beat algorithms and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode. And like I said, in the beginning and probably a ton of times throughout, make sure you subscribe to the show. If you want to hear more now leave a review if you like me, actually, don't leave a review if you like me. Just leave a review if you feel so inclined, but I'm going to ask you because it helps other people find this, and I'm going to give you a little marketing lesson in the outro of this anyways. Go to mindofgeorge.com so you can get into our crazy family and also get a free gift my team and I made for you. Now, here's the thing. There's only four types of customer journeys, and I'm sending you to one page to cover all of it, but our job is to give you everything that you need to succeed as an entrepreneur. See, what I want is I want you to be in our family, I want to be in a relationship with you, and I want you to have a win before I ever get a win. And so on that page, you'll see some of the best stuff that we have. Our top podcast episodes, our free courses we put together, our free content. And there's one in particular that I'm super proud of. We put together a free 30-day transformational marketing course. Literally just need your email so you can get in and get into the membership site. We talk about the two most important documents in your business, your lighthouse and your avatar sheet, which we now call the beacon of beliefs in your captain's assessment. We teach you about the conscious and subconscious customer journey, how to have congruency in your marketing, the psychology of email marketing. Marketing, the six email sequences that your business needs to have right now to win, the two most wasted pieces of real estate and digital marketing that you can fix right now, my special five-part email recipe, and how to reframe your card abandonment strategy so you don't insult people's intelligence anymore. Plus, whatever else I can come up with on a certain level of crazy. Because my mission is to teach you that relationships will always beat algorithms, and I'm ready to be on your team. I'm ready to be in your corner, and it's time for you to win a gold medal. So make sure you go to mindofgeorge.com, and we'll. see you in the next episode. I love you all. Bye.